From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Hello and welcome into the Pucks Out Podcast. This is episode number one. I am your host, Bobby Butler, and with me as always is Mr. Brandon Bond. Hey! We're here in the Standing Stone Farm studio right outside downtown Nashville. How are you doing today, good sir? Man, just ready to talk some sports as usual, Bob. Well, we got a lot to cover today, and we're going to have some fun. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Let's talk a little bit how this got started. It was a couple months ago. Brandon and I were sitting in the Lexus Lounge in Bridgestone Arena at the KISS concert. Having a few cold ones, if I remember correctly. (laughs) A little more than a few. Or don't remember correctly, (laughs) right? And we had a uh, drunken idea that we should start a podcast, that everyone likes to hear our ridiculous takes on hockey, pop culture, sports in general. To, To be fair, Bob... We have a lot of ridiculous ideas. So, <laughs> And fast forward a couple months, and we're actually sober, and I suggest it. Now, a couple weeks later, and here we are. But I think what we want to talk about the most right now is we recently just got back from the Winter Classic down in Dallas, Texas. Old Dallas, Texas. It was a great time. Dallas was fun. Great experience. People were nice. Weather wasn't too bad, not too cold, not too hot. I think it was in about the 50s, 60s the whole time. Yeah. A little, little yeah. windy at the Cotton Bowl. How'd you like it, Brandon? Man, I uh, I had a blast. It was a awesome experience. Great seats. You could see the whole the whole ice uh, from where we were. We got to see one of the greatest walk of shames in the history <laughs> of of anything during the game. I uh, think that we all enjoyed that Corey Perry walk of shame. Maybe not Ryan Ellis. He probably yeah. didn't probably didn't enjoy it nearly as much. But what a great city. We had a good time. Um, I think we've discussed as far as our hockey travels go, it probably wasn't as good of a hockey town as Minneapolis was. No. You know, I mean, the city didn't didn't nearly embrace it as much as you would have liked. Uh, there was there was times that people in bars and restaurants that, that had no idea that the game was even going on. And I mean, come on, the Cotton Bowl, you think this is the mecca of places to, to go and watch an event, seemed a little lackluster until we actually got there uh nashville showed up didn't they yeah lots of gold lots of gold yeah for sure what did they say like 22 20 22 and a half almost twenty three thousand yeah. in total out of eighty six thousand. it was you could tell i mean how many well times? 86 000 minus one yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if they let Corey perry well, i guess plus around. one because he was a uh, he actually got to watch the game he probably yeah, yeah. so, it was so a, that's plus one to the attendance an additional dallas fan <laughs> was was probably watching no i mean there were many times we walked into bars or restaurants it was a nashville takeover in there yeah. man i mean it was uh it was quite a few folk what about that brain dead brewery event on new year's eve man? yeah uh shout out to the ultimate predator for setting that up i don't think they were ready for what nashville had nah. to bring but yeah. it was a fun time there's some stories that we were certainly telling an episode i won a jersey someone tried to steal that jersey <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait till the statue of limitations <laughs> yeah end for some <laughs> moving on We're going to cover some news, and there's been a lot of news. There's always the coaching carousel in the NHL, but one thing I want to cover that's still in the news is the Cassian and Tachuk situation that went down. Now, for those of you who are living under the rock, Matthew Tachuk laid a couple, I'll call them fringe clean hits on Zach Cassian. 
Zach Cassian then proceeded to beat the living crap out of the man. And we now have a new turtle in the NHL. That's true. So we've got the rat, and now we've got a turtle. Man, we're going to get a whole zoo in the <laughs> NHL before it's all, all said and done. For those of you that don't know, Zach Cassian is not a guy that you want to throw a bunch of fringe clean hits on, though. If uh, if that makes any sense out there, I'm telling you. I mean, I mean, what do you think about it? What are you What are your thoughts on the the whole ordeal? Well, I think Chuck had it coming. I think Cassian's in the right. The suspension is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he jumped him. He jumped him pretty yeah. good. I mean, I can see why he got suspended. I mean, gloves, the Chuck's gloves didn't come off, so you've got to get the you know at least a, I think five. He got a major and was basically out the rest of the game. Yeah, plus sh- the two. That should have uh, been about it. To Chuck, sh- to Chuck didn't get anything. I mean, he didn't do anything. Like we said, they're fringe cleans. Yeah. A note for people that were talking about him getting jumped, though. I mean, that how you get jumped by the guy <laughs> you just hit, man? You got beat up by the guy that you laid a hit on. And you it's not like this was an open ice, very clean right, by the book hit. Right. You turned your back on this guy after doing it to him twice. Yeah. It wasn't like you just now, did that it second once, hit so. that immediately. Pre- that preceded the fight that was a little bit cleaner than the first hit yeah, was bad no that first hit was predatorial no but at the same time i mean cassian said it best i'm paraphrasing here uh but he said look i'm cool to take the suspension i'm i'm happy to to do the time this is big it's a big boy game i can deal with the big boy consequences but uh sometimes if you're gonna act like that you gotta step up and handle your business, and it didn't look like to Chuck wanted to. So, and I think after the break, his first game back is gonna be <laughs> against the Flames. Flames Oilers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest you stay up till three o'clock <laughs> in the morning to watch that one. One of those times, I'm very thankful I have the center ice package. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna record that. Now, do you think do you think that Chuck will uh, answer the bell? When Cassian comes calling, absolutely not. We already discussed. Yeah. We already we already led into this by <laughs> giving his new nickname the turtle. Yeah. I don't think that there's any way that now. So Gaudreau better watch out. Now you mentioned off air that that Cassian may may try to go after Gaudreau, right? Um, I don't know if that's something that that he's going to look to do. But if uh, if he comes out there and he plays dirty and and does that, we'll talk about him next time on the pod. All right. So moving on now, we have some more news. We were originally when we wrote out this episode, we were going to talk about the firing of Peter Laviolette and the hiring of John Hines. But since then, in the ever-moving carousel that is NHL coaches... We're just going to talk about new hires. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, hey, it's a new week. That means there's a new coach in the NHL. And now, Peter DeBoer has been hired by Las Vegas after they got rid of Gerard Gallant. You know, I just... I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to interject here. I don't understand that. For a guy that took an expansion team roster and took it to the Stanley Cup in its first year... That's... That's, you know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It, it seems like Vegas is, is right there on the cusp of another playoffs. It's just a, it's a really interesting move to me. I don't know um, if, I don't know if I understand it. Something must have happened off yeah. ice because honestly, had to be, you know, they were at the time, they, I believe they were only three or four points out of first place in the Pacific. Yeah. The Pacific. Oh, is... And that was a week after winning four games in a row. They are currently sitting in the number one wildcard spot. I mean, I wouldn't say there's been that much of a difference between the two coaches. They're, yeah. They're only like a couple points from, I mean, the, the Pacific is tight, meaning you lose one game. You can go from first place. Could to you imagine in any spot. now I know the expansion rules are much different. This is a completely different world than the nineties, but imagine, 
if when the Predators came in, they fired trots, their, they yeah. fired trots in the third year because they were only the first wild card spot. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's it's very intriguing. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I just don't understand the intricacies of it. I'm not saying this is the answer to the problem that is the coaching carousel, but at some point, Bettman needs to do something because his job as commissioner is to make sure that the league and the teams are profitable. The constant firing coaches and paying all these salaries out are not good for the profitability of these teams. So, I mean, because all we're doing now is trading these coaches to other teams. Perhaps, you know, something where, you know, unless you are way back in the standings, you can't just fire a coach. You you can trade them or something. Well, you can argue that we're talking about it, though, right now, Bob. You know, I mean, it's uh, so I hear what you're saying, but I don't know that necessarily the casual fan doesn't know or care unless they love that coach. I mean, we probably still have some diehard Lavi fans that are here. And by the way, personal opinion, I think Lavi is Gene Hackman from Hoosiers. <laughs> it always seems like you got to get five passes before you take a shot. And it, so it's been nice to get some early shots on net having John Hines here. Let's move on and talk about the John Hines hire. What do you, how are your feelings and thoughts on it? You know, if you would have asked me two months ago, I was firmly in the lobby needs more time. That train left the station very quick after what I've been seeing the on ice performance happening. It seemed like David Poyle gave him a lot of opportunities yeah. to write the shit. And it is almost know. clear to me that if it wasn't for the Winter Classic, he would have been gone before the Winter Classic. But he earned the right to coach in what is the one of the best games outside yeah. the Stanley Cup playoffs. Sure. Well, and it seemed like they gave him some time to right the ship after that. Even yeah. after, I mean... I mean, they gave him... A, he had a long leash. And honestly, he deserved a long leash. Yeah. It's, you know, he has done great things for that team. But this is about his cycle with teams. Yeah. I mean, he gets there to about year five, five and a half, six years, and obviously run its course. His message know. starts to get old. Yeah. Um, it's all rumors yeah. and stuff around And now let's this. be honest, you and I, we've never been in a NHL locker room. No. no. You know, eventually we might get a guest on who has. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Right. Uh, and we can talk about the coaches' messages getting old, how they change them up over time. Well, we can talk about how we saw it from the outside, though, and it just seemed, I mean, you, the rumors you hear, they, he didn't have the locker room. And, yeah. I mean, McCarthy is the special teams coach. That speaks for itself right there. Yeah. I mean, look at what our power play. I mean, it's it's funny. We, we joke around, but it's almost in half seriousness that we're cheering for a power play just because it took the other player when off the ice. That's when I use the restroom, when we go to yeah. power play. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know our power play has been has been lackluster at most. And with, with the guys that we have here, I mean, look at that Philip Forsberg goal. Yeah. You know, we're not. We have the pure talent. We have the talent. And let me tell you, as, as a Redskins goals. fan, I know what it's like to have all the talent, Santana Moss, and just it never come to anything. And the Predators are in danger of that happening. Yeah. And luckily, David Poyle is hopefully he's going to write the ship. Big decision halfway through the year. Well, it looked like they got their guy, too. I yeah. mean, they, they didn't interview a bunch of people. John Hines went on the market, and then you just started hearing chatterings. If this had happened two weeks later, would you have rather had Gallant? come over or are you happy with john hines over having gallant uh no i think i like the hines hire because number one i mean you got to trust a guy like david poyle has taken this or has hired three head coaches in its in its entire existence i think you got to trust that guy and with the connections that that john hines seemingly has to our front office i think that's super helpful 
to have people that know him that can talk to him if, if there's problems or issues. It's not a bunch of people getting to know each other. That is valuable. And especially I probably hit a little bit on it a little later, but I mean, he did some good things with the devils. I mean, the devils were, were not looking hot. And then John Hines took him, took him to the playoffs. We're even going to be talking about Taylor Hall in a little bit. So, I mean, we can kind of touch on, touch a little bit more on John Hines when we speak to that. But I mean, I like the hire. I don't think that I'd want Gallant. I mean, I know that he was successful in, in Vegas, but it could be the same thing. Is the message stale? Is it, you know, do, do players buy in it or players buying into it? What is, you know, what kind and just of coaches to, is he bringing And just along? to finish up this before we move on, a lot of people understood that that first Boston game was not truly no. the start of the John Hines. But I will go no. as far as to say that, honestly, the games that we have seen since after the Boston game, since the All-Star break, have been a hybrid Peter Laviolette, John Hines thing. you got to understand, those guys have muscle memory from Peter Laviolette. Well, and you can't just change everything. Yeah, exactly. Either, so people so. who were judging John Hines off that stretch... You know, don't rush the judgment. I think that what happens after the All Star break—that's we are—we are officially in the John Hines era, starting that Toronto Maple Leafs game. Yeah, I agree with that. Glad, I'm going to be in attendance. We'll be there. there. Yeah, yeah, we'll, be, we'll there, be there, and we'll see what we call the official start of the John Hines era. So yeah, so that'll that'll be good to good to see. He'll have a little bit of a break, get the players a break. That I mean, winning that Buffalo game right before the break was big. The way that people are talking and thinking about John Hines right now is worlds different if he loses that Buffalo game. Yeah, uh, you know, you got to. Before the break, that's a long time from the All Star break. We don't play again until next Monday, so yeah. over a week of people just stewing about oh, that John Hines fella. He yeah. doesn't know, you know, you know how Tennessee and hockey Prince fans get. knows how to stew. On yeah, things. oh, they definitely do. They definitely do. So let's move into the new All Star game sweaters. I personally like them. I, I think that you hate them is that correct they are one of the most disgusting things well, i've ever seen in my life they well, are horrid well i mean you get to have that when you go on a vacation in missouri in mid mid-year you did good you Nothing did your job like missouri perfect. in january you did your job perfectly <laughs> this year you're so good that you're one of our top guys we're going to give you a vacation. And where you get to go? St. Louis. But you you had mentioned to me off air that they look like prison uniforms. Without a doubt. Without, I mean, to be fair, though, Bobby, they are going to St. Louis. Yeah. So do you think that they're going to play this in like a prison yard, like a longest yard type situation? <laughs> I mean, obviously. <laughs> Uh, I, I liked them. I definitely, there were some that it worked better than others. Some, they just made super weird fluorescent colors. Some, I mean, Chicago, they went black and white. It's like they ran out of ink. They said, well, we're not going to have any Chicago guys. So yeah. they're not going to have to actually make those. They're not going to, um, it's supposed to be a music sheet. Is that correct? Yeah. The lines behind. It's, yeah, supposed it's, to be it's a music too bad sheet. that that city doesn't have any f- historic landmark yeah you know something that is in a shape that works perfectly going around a logo maybe but maybe if it maybe if the city was like a gateway to something. yeah oh, that sucks it's gate it's a gateway to murder i'm pretty <laughs> sure but um but anyway we'll yeah. think on it and yeah. we can maybe get back to them um on the on the potential logo change but yeah some worked some didn't that's i mean they're nothing to write home about. One thing that I'm really excited about the All-Star Game is the women's three-on-three U.S. versus Canada. That is, in my opinion, going to be the highlight of the weekend. Uh, I agree. I mean, you get you get a lot of these guys out there in the regular three-on-three, and they're just there to have fun. I mean, uh, understandably, they don't want to get hurt. They, you know, they're they're all playing for cups, or most of them are. 
And you know they're gonna pl- I mean, they're not gonna not play hard, but they're gonna give it a probably 60 percent effort. Yeah. Whereas these women are going to go full out. They're showcasing women's hockey. Yeah. And so I mean they know that they've got a big stage of individuals that maybe wouldn't ever get to see any women's hockey uh, without seeking it out. And you know a lot of people will watch hockey just because their boyfriend or their husband or their their wife loves it. But you know you may not seek out that eleven a.m. on a Saturday college football, you know, world juniors, women's game, you know? So I think that this is going to be a great opportunity to to showcase that. I mean, look what they've done. You got to give it to Gary Bettman. He's increasingly included women's hockey into the All-Star Weekend, uh, where last year they ended up going and getting Kendall Schofield actually did the skills competition. Came in seventh place I in the speed skating. I me, David. No, she. I think she came in seventh, but there were oh. all but one through seven were all within a second of one another. Yeah, I mean, so fast that McDavid yeah. said that after he he went, he thought she won. So I mean, she was uh, was. I mean, you think about it. You're skating one second behind the guy that's won this event three years in a row. Is argued. I mean, not argued. I would say that it's a pretty consensus of this is the the new up and coming superstar of the league. If you, if there weren't a couple of other guys that were that were still playing that that were ahead of him, I mean, I would I don't think that there's many that there's not many guys you would start your roster with if they they restarted and did a draft right now. And I think Connor McDavid is one of those guys. So for him to him to say that about Miss Schofield and and her ability, I just I just can't wait to get to see some real hard hitting three on three hockey because I mean three on three hockey's fun anyway. Yeah, I, I, that's a fun thing to watch. And yes, it's fun to watch those NHL players do it and act all crazy and stuff. But these guys, these girls are going to be playing real hard. I think every player from both U.S. and Canada, they're all on the Olympic squad. Is that I correct? I think either all or a majority. So these are these are girls that are looking to win gold medals for the yeah. U.S. and for Canada. So for this, for us to be able to, to watch this and then be highlighted, I think that's an awesome thing that the NHL is doing. So one thing I do want to talk about is NHL players skipping the All-Star game after they've gotten voted in. I get, you know, that this doesn't pay their bills, that, you know, that they want to rest up. I think that there should be some form, I don't want to say punishment, but I think that, you know, if, if you're voted in by the, if you're the, I think if you're the captain, you should maybe not get suspended if you don't play the the game maybe you have to show up there and do fanfare but you don't actually play yeah i mean they should definitely be there doing the fanfare I, yeah i 100 agree with that i mean it sucks obviously those guys that get voted in if if it's everybody or if it's just the captains those captains are getting voted in a lot of times by re- name recognition yeah in i mean your, brian your boyle area. got voted in one year i mean because it's because it's who yeah. who the the specific area wants so yeah it sucks but i understand it i mean everybody wants to hoist the stanley cup so to maybe go out there and potentially get hurt I can see that being, or I mean, if you're just playing a long, grueling season and you need a break, yeah. you need an All Star break, especially you know? guys like Ovi. I mean, they're not yeah. young anymore, right? And maybe I think that if you make it into the All Star game, and if it's your first time ever getting into the All Star game, you have to play. Yeah, and, I, I mean, mean, if you're you know a second year guy and you get to the All Star game, you can't use the <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm almost well, forty years old. I guess the big question is is more to you as a fan. Do you want do you want worse hockey at the expense of a guy playing when he's forced to, or do you maybe want to see a guy that you wouldn't have seen unless it was the all-star game yeah no i mean i i agree that they should be able to skip and i I think that they shouldn't be suspended it shouldn't just be all right whatever you don't want to play no big deal next guy up i think that they should have to forfeit their 
their trip to St. Louis. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> their mid season vacation, Bob. Because yeah. you're forgetting or in about this case, that. you're forced to go to St. Louis. That, yeah. <laughs> every year past this year, they if you skip the All Star game, you have to go hang out in St. Yeah. Louis for the week, which is almost as dangerous that you just might as well play at yeah. that time, you know? So, uh, so yeah. No, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. It sucks. And, you know, you want to see those guys, but you can't pretend like All Star. I mean, I'm not saying that you are, but you can't pretend All Star weekend yeah. isn't. One of the most fun things, anyway. Yeah. Hard of shot competition, yeah. speed skating, the skills competition. I mean, these guys do such ridiculous stuff that we never get to see because they have grown men trying to hit them, you know. And so we yeah. get to see a lot of that. So I think it's exciting one way or the other. I am. They're, they are introducing a new all-star competition. You're up on a 30-foot platform in the stands behind the goal. Like and, crowd diving? <laughs> and you're shooting the puck all like up in the air down into the targets. And I, I sent you a, an article about it the other day. I and don't read anything you send me, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds awesome. It sounds like they're just going to go to the St. Louis Top Golf. <laughs> just play, you know, just they're like, hey, get the sticks out there. They said, sir, you got to hit it with the ball. And they said, and then they look at the grown hockey players and say, you know what? Let's let them do what they want. Yeah. They're already drunk. We're not even going to fight this. So, But no, that sounds cool. I mean, I would like to see how they're going to do it, where they're going to do it. But, I mean, the premise-wise, it sounds cool. It sounds like I should have read that article that you sent me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll think about reading some of the stuff you send my way. So, moving on from the All-Star game. I got a topic I want to bring up. Uh, What do you think? We're talking about suspensions, and and we got to talking about injuries a little earlier. What do you think about a player having to sit out you know this is something that me and my buddy brandon wheeler talk about a lot if you injure a player on a suspendable hit gary bettman and the player safety committee suspends you for two games but i'm out for seven games what do you think about you as a player having to sit out for seven games and then two additional games past that because right now Corey perry got five games for that hit on on ryan ellis that he i mean he gave us the greatest walk of shame ever but at what cost he missed five games where ellis one of the top defenders in the league having one of his best seasons of all time is now currently on game eight with no viewpoint of getting back i mean a head injury can be i mean we've seen it take guys like Sidney crosby out for a whole year year at a time one of the greatest players in our generation had to sit out an entire year because of head injuries game eight right now and a team that's on the hunt for the playoffs and now Corey perry's back and playing again and let's not forget that since ryan ellis is even before even has a timetable to return he's already laid a dirty hit hit on alex Stalock. i mean that was ridiculous i was i was so happy after the pred sabers game that i just gotten home a little bit drunk i pull up my phone what do i see this douchebag, Corey Perry, knee and Alex Daylock in the head. Yeah. I mean, it, at this point, you know, he's dirty. He knows he's dirty. Everyone else knows he's – Dallas fans know – they know he's dirty. There is no – honestly, Corey Perry – should never be paid per, to play professional hockey again in his life. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We've talked to Dallas fans and stuff saying the saying the exact same thing. But you asked me, you know, I hadn't I hadn't seen that. But to be fair, I you know I have a full time job. I got to prepare for this <laughs> podcast. I don't have time to keep up with every time that Corey Perry has a dirty hit on somebody. Uh, you know, if I had to do that, I would have to quit my job and just follow <laughs> follow the Dallas Stars around. What do you think pays the my bills, man? <laughs> full time Corey Perry follower. <laughs> You're the ones that write. All the, all the, you yeah. working, you're working for the player safety committee, aren't you? Uh, you're getting them. I'm out. the one guy in that office. Closet guy. So whenever you guys hate on, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot. Closet I'll, guy. I'll get to the all the other stuff. I've got 
with Corey Perry full time in the player safety office. Well, and that's why you're just like five games, buddy. You yeah. don't even you didn't even know See what you next it week. was for. Yeah, you don't even know what hit your system. We have our weekly checkup. <laughs> but that's anyway, from my opinion on as when as far as him coming back, oh, yeah. I think that you know it is definitely some murky water when it comes into the players' association and contracts. Sure. It would never work. No, it would never work. But I I do agree. You know, looking at things that yeah, you know they at least if you get a five say he got a five game suspension, cool. You get a five game suspension, you serve that, but you still can't come back to Ryan Ellis is back and been, has been tested by a third party doctor. Yeah, I agree with that. Question is, well, what if a player just sits out just to make the other player sit out? Well, first of all, my my answer to that is so he shouldn't have had a dirty hit anyway. But an independent doctor can clear a guy. Yeah, to check concussions and yeah. things of the like. So it's not as if it's not as if the NHL couldn't afford this burden and i feel like it would curb some of the i mean you saw with the nfl when when they kind of pushed this new player safety initiative yeah the first couple years were a little rough but it seems as though a lot of the bigger hits i mean as far as the landing on the quarterback and stuff that that they were calling a lot in the early of the year it seemed like players adjusted i mean you pay these guys millions of dollars i don't feel sorry because you have to adjust how you play hockey a little bit you know i mean i don't feel like that that's fair to a fan that spends his hard-earned money to go watch you play hockey and you get paid millions of dollars and then you get to go out there and hurt a player and ruin his season i mean it's not like these guys are 50 60 year old men like these are these guys are our age 28 29 and let's not fool anybody we love violent hockey sure we love clean violent hockey sure we are the first ones in the stands to stand up when a fight breaks out a big hip check happens well there's a difference in a big hit and elbowing somebody in the face on a drive-by you know i mean there's that's not even close to being a hockey play it wasn't it wasn't accidental but even 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 so, if you start suspending player, even if it's accidental, those plays that are fringe clean, those chuck plays that are right on the edge, they stop a little bit. I mean, nobody's saying, look, you get a clean hit, a guy sees you coming. Look, this is hockey. You're Again, you're getting uh, the same point that I'm saying you're getting paid millions of dollars. You know, you can change the game, your game a little bit. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You can get laid out the, the same way. So, All right, so to move on now, I got some stats for you real quick. A goals allowed average of 3.25 and a save percentage of .897. Now, fun fact. That is not Martin Jones, and that is not Jake Allen from two years ago. It is, in fact, Mr. Sergei Bobrovsky. You're earning that contract in Florida, <laughs> any man. <laughs> yeah, so now we're halfway through the season where we're, we just started the All-Star break, and we're going to talk a little bit about you know the most shocking stuff to happen in the first half. And for, for me, it's the horrific start Bobrovsky's had. I mean, Florida was struggling last year. They needed some help. They needed saves. So they brought in a man who – his entire career has made one thing a lot of saves. And he's just not doing it this year. So I don't know if it's the age. Uh, he's only 31. I mean, I, I don't know what it could be. Well, Joe Quinville knows how to kill a goalie. I mean, <laughs> as we've seen with Crawford and, and different goalies that he's had when he was in Chicago. I mean, yeah, it's super uncharacteristic of Bob. I mean, he's been a Vesna finalist uh, a few times. He's won, the, won a Vesna trophy. So, I mean, it's just super uncharacteristic of him this time of year. I mean, that's a shock from the first half for me as well. I think what I really want to talk about is the Blue Jackets not being the worst. They're not that bad. They're not that bad. I mean, they're on the cusp of a playoff spot. I got a little fun fact for you. The Blue Jackets lost Artemi Panarin, Sergei Bobrovsky, and Matt Duchesne after going all for it and be in sweeping the lightning in the first round last year. They are currently sitting ahead 
of Florida, the Rangers, and the Predators in the standings after losing all three of those guys. The only big addition they, they got, a uh, big free agent they brought in, was Gustav Nyquist. Uh, other great than that, up. I mean, great pickup. He's been he, yeah. he's been playing like a... Especially for people who play fantasy. Man, yeah, if you play some fantasy hockey, Nyquist has been, has been killing it. So, I mean, depending on what kind of league you're playing in, he may be available to you. But Pierre-Luc Dubois, I mean, he's stepped up in the wake of losing a lot of guys. Uh, the young defenders they have, Seth Jones, Zach, Zach Wierenski. I mean, their goalies have really stepped up. Uh, Corpusalo is dominating right now. Uh, well, he's hurt right now, but they brought in a dude by the name of Elvis Merlickin. Merzlickens. What a name. name. What a name, dude. That guy should keep the spot purely based off his name, but he actually was one of the three stars of the week last week, so it's not like he's yeah. he's he's using that name playing up to the hype. So, Gomer's Lickens uh, yeah. again. If you if we're speaking of fantasy, like you were, bothers not many of us out there. <laughs> but for the two of you that are listening, you need a goalie. Go look at Mers Lickens, and I, I tried. Yeah. And in our leagues, he's taken. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so some you're not going to be able to find him if you're in a if you're in a pretty savvy league. But there are going to be some of you out there that that might be able to grab him. So that would probably be one of my most shocking of the first half. And I think when we got to talking about doing the most first half shocking, one of the things that we both landed on was that the Coyotes are all in. Landon yeah. Taylor Hall, and that was huge, both for. The Yotes, and I think, especially a few fantasy players out there, the two of you that are listening, Mr. Phil <laughs> Kessel. Now, let's be honest. He's had a bad year overall. I think Taylor Hall coming is really going to help. This is a guy who's an 11% career shooter. This season, he's shooting 8%. He's struggling. Too many hot dogs. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I guess the fair food in Arizona is uh, pretty good. To be fair, Phil Kessel just looks like a guy that you'd run into at Walmart. He's not <laughs> He's not some big, imposing fella. I mean, he's like 5'6". He, he's balding. He you know he has a he has a dad bod so but i mean we've seen over the years what kessel can do given yeah. given the right opportunity and so yeah a lot definitely of people, agree. i think a lot of people we had to ask though was that because he was on a team with crosby yeah i mean but he usually didn't Malkin. play yeah but he i mean i guess he could could be picking up different lines and, and not playing against the the superstar defenders but i mean he usually didn't play on on either of those two guys line he usually played third or fourth line and provided uh, some deep scoring presence, so I would buy low on him in fantasy right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean if he's if he's out there, if you can make a deal for him, go for it. But I mean, Kemp, with Kemper just came off the IR, that is gonna. I mean, Darcy Kemper's having one of the best years in the league right now as far as goalies go. So to get him back, I think that's gonna kind of stabilize. We talked about the Pacific earlier, how close everything is, where one game can take you from first to fourth, but the opposite is also true. Go from fourth to first to, with a, with a good run. So I think that they. They need to come back strong after the after the break. But, I mean, getting Hall, they sent out a good few prospects. I mean, New Jersey's retaining half of the salary for Hall for the Coyotes. But, I mean, they sent two or three good prospects over to New Jersey. So, I mean, New Jersey, though, man. Wow. I mean, yeah, talking, they, uh, talking shocking. Yeah, I guess that could. a lot of hype in the preseason, and now nothing. I mean, that could be the opposite, the shocking on the opposite end. I mean, you, they looked like they were going to come come strong, getting Subban and kind of going back after a season of a little down turn when, yeah. when Taylor Hall gets hurt a year after his surging and taking him to the playoffs uh, with, with John Hines there. Getting a heart trophy and I mean a guy like Taylor Hall you gotta wonder though is Taylor Hall an answer to a question? I mean because he's been a lot of places with a lot of players 
and he's been to the playoff one time, and it coincided with him getting a, having a 90-point season. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you'd like to see the Coyotes do well. It really hurt when the Coyotes – I mean, they had to watch Vegas come in and just immediately be good, and the Coyotes fans have got to be a little upset about that. I mean, it's been 20-some-odd years for us as Pred fans, and those – I mean, that's, that's hard to deal with, losing a guy uh, like James Neal to a team that's yeah. already seeming stacked. So that, I hope it works out for them. Uh, I'd like to at least see them in the playoffs. And I mean, they'll be a force. Yeah. They'll be a force to be to, to rec- be reckoned with. I want to move on to a segment we call Joke of the Week. And I think you've got something I found us. it. I mean, the Joke of the Week is not going to be us sitting here and telling you a joke. It is going to be us bringing something so ridiculous that after I say it, you're going to say, what a joke. That is ridiculous. So here in Tennessee, West Tennessee, the St. Louis of Tennessee, some would argue, the Whitehaven girls basketball team beats Kingsbury by a score of 110 to 2, Bob. That's not a joke. That's not a typo. It wasn't 110 to 20. It was 110 to 2. How does that even happen? First off, I am so disappointed that they did that, that you have such an embarrassing show. Now, how do you do all that and still let them score two points? Yeah, Whitehaven. You embarrassed yeah. themselves. You lost the shutout? I hope the coach <laughs> made them run for every point that the team scored over zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally think that you could have a, have a girl – Inbound, I mean, they inbounded it quite a bit, at least 55 times, <laughs> if uh, if my math is correct, and it sometimes is not. I would think that, you know, there had to have been a point where your strategy as a coach has to change, right? It's got to be, we're going to get this to our strongest girl, and they're just going to heave it from half court every time. I mean, you think you hit, eight points a game. you hit one of those, and you've scored more points <laughs> than you've you've scored. I mean, I don't even know how you get the two. If you get beat one hundred and ten to two, how did you get two points? I would be interested. I want to I want to see the game tape. Maybe I'll contact the coach, tell him I want to review this. I bet now, what happened is they they scored the first two points, and the coach was like, "Listen, girls, you better show up. Show and yeah, show them." Maybe they scored the first two. Um, I got to ask you how you feel about how, how you would feel about this. Is that the time that the principal should go and fire the coach in the middle of the game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, No, I'm sorry. This isn't the NHL. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't. they're a small school or something. Yeah, again, I don't know of Memphis high school girls basketball. I mean, I'm sorry to say I didn't do a, I don't something do a lot. There's some crazy fans out there. I would tell you. Women's basketball. <laughs> honestly, I hope by the time that this podcast spreads all the way to Memphis, they don't even come back and listen to episode one <laughs> because we might lose a lot of Kingsbury fan base i mean i don't think could be said about st louis fans oh man yeah i mean the, the blues fans unless they know anything about their city and then in which yeah. case they'll be fine they'll understand they've been to st louis yeah. probably um no but uh, what a joke right that i mean that's not fake this is a official TWSAA. yeah i see the flag. ad for singles in your area on the back <laughs> it's based off of your own browsing history bobby so that's how they give you the ads so <laughs> It also says three signs something's wrong inside your dog's body. So it's it's got the need to know stuff. The hundred and ten to two, what's wrong with my dog? All there in one little one little blip. So what a joke, right? I feel like that was a perfect first what a joke. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we'll be able to find some if we if we run out of ideas we'll for that. We'll just go to the Florida Man subreddit. Yeah. And I mean, what a joke, right? That whole yeah. thing, the whole 
the whole state. It's like, we're talking. We've been talking about. Or St. we can Lewis. just pull up all of Jordan Bennington's old tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. When he was like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so normally, right now, we'd be doing games of the week, games. where we each pick five games. All star break, baby. But we're on the all star break, so not many games, but there are three. So there are three total games, <laughs> hockey games this year. <laughs> so we will take turns picking. You know, the division is it? It's Atlantic playing the Metro. And then the Central playing the Pacific, yeah, and, and then the two winners will play one yeah. another. So I'll take Central versus Pacific because okay. it seems the obvious to me. Right. And I'm going to take the Central. Oh, kind of, kind of really? Stay, yeah. I, you know, I think we got they have a shutdown. Let's, that's actually perfect for me because I was going to take the Pacific. So perfect. I'll take the Pacific. You take the Central. Okay. So I guess I get to pick first in the East. I'm going to go with the Atlantic. I mean, I don't see how the Bruins and the Lightning players and everybody they have on that side of the uh, of the bracket are going to not advance. So going Atlantic, which leaves you with the Metro. So for me, the potential showdown is going to be the Atlantic playing the Pacific. And I think the Atlantic's going to take it all home. So that's that. That's going to be my guess. I'm not sure who's filling in for Ovi, but my final is going to be Metro (laughs) versus the Central. Okay. So we've got all of our bases covered here. So this worked out perfectly. Who you got winning it? This year, I'm going to take the Central. Okay. You know, the last two years, the Central, I think, came in second each time. Maybe Yossi will be able to get at least some sort of championship this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, don't forget our boy, Mr. Roham Yossi. Oh, Roham Yossi. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Yes, we will. So, since we are not purely just about hockey, and one of the most exciting events has happened this weekend... Uh, the AFC and NFC Championship game, man. Uh, one of those was a little more exciting than than the other. Um, unfortunately, again, being here in Tennessee, I was not as excited about, about that game's result. We got the Chiefs and the Titans. What are your thoughts on that game, man? It was interesting. I'm not fully on the Titans, man. It would have been awesome to see them win. I'm from here. You know, right. I support them when they're in that situation, but would I'm not a diehard Titans fan. Would have made for a lot better Super Bowl parties around yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That I probably wouldn't have gone to anyway. Right. <laughs> but to be completely honest, it was about – I, I had – predicted the Chiefs winning. Yeah. As much as I wanted the Titans to win, sure. they had already Cinderella themselves into that game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, you know, I was surprised that they beat Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is not something that you can replicate in practice and mm-hmm. they found a way to do that. But that's pure raw talent. But then you've got Patrick Mahomes, which is a mix of raw talent and, you know, skill. He's a yeah, better and, quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback playing right now. And at the end of his career, we'll go, we'll, you know, if he gets the rings, we'll go down possibly up there with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's got a long way to go. I'm not one of those guys that's going to say he's got it right now. But as long as he stays injury free. So, but uh, that's about how I, I mean, it was, it, it was a fun game to watch as uh, not a fan of really either team. Sure. You know, what, what about what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, even as a Titans fan, it, you know, it obviously didn't feel good to, to watch him lose. But I don't think that there's any fan out there that would argue that the better team didn't win. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the Chiefs were, were, were the better team. They were the better team that day. They were the better overall team. I know we got them earlier in the year. But Patrick Mahomes is one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, if not one of the top – the top quarterback. Yeah, I mean, so. it's, it's hard to find. You know, they don't. I mean, they've got Travis Kelsey and Tariq Hill back there. They got Sammy yeah. Watkins. Yeah, a bunch you know, of superstars. And I mean, the Lizard Man. You can't. You can't discount playing an Arrowhead. I yeah. mean, Arrowhead is especially a, when it's that cold. So cold, and you would. And you were more hoping that the Chiefs' defense would wear down, and it was almost the opposite. It was like the Tennessee defense yeah. kind of wore down from the cold, and you kind of I saw mean, that towards the end with Damian Williams rushing. I, I would say the momentum changer was that last run on the half. 
I mean, Brock, I don't understand what he was doing trying to strip that football. You tackle him there, the clock runs out. You go into the second half with a different ball game. You yeah. know, you're not you're not trailing. So personally, uh, I think the better team won. It's disappointing, but it but it's not one of those teams that I'm I you know, I honestly like Andy Reid. I like Patrick Mahomes. I hope go and win the Super Bowl. All right, so moving on to 49ers Packers. That was that wasn't as good of a game, Not was as it? good as a game, unless you are a 49ers fan. Jimmy Garoppolo had him a Ryan Tannehill game, didn't he? I mean, he had like <laughs> six passes or something. I mean, yeah. with Tevin Coleman going out early, gosh, you just, there's something to be said about Shanahan's offense that I think that he could just throw me in there, and I could probably go for 200 yards in a game. I mean, it's ridiculous. That guy that guy knows how to how to game plan. I, I'm really looking forward to this Super Bowl because we got a couple of a couple of the head coaching juggernauts in the league. You know, yeah. the X's and O guys. Personally I'd love to see Andy Reid win him one. But if San Francisco goes and wins this game, I don't I think that's I mean, they've had a really good year. Yeah. They've they've had arguably the, the best season of, of anybody. So I just don't see there's any way San Fran Gets past yeah, Kansas City, and man. I'm on the same boat. So, as a fan, I want to see 49ers win. Okay. You know, they have this will be the first woman to ever coach. Uh, oh, yeah. In Super Bowl. I think that's really cool, breaking barriers. I'm a Jimmy G fan. You know, oh, yeah. I, and I would don't like, get me but wrong. I think that Pat Mahomes, Tariq Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey is going to be too much for them. Definitely. And well, I think, you know, I, I think the final score is, I think it's going to be a high scoring game for yeah, one. Yeah, me too, actually. I'm thinking like final score of like 42 28 wow. for the Chiefs. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 31 28 Chiefs. They can, they can eke it out. It's one of those Super Bowls that should be a, just a fun time to watch either way. And it's, it'll be fun to watch a game where I have no emotional investment. Absolutely. Where to me, it truly doesn't matter who wins. I can just enjoy the food. The I'm gonna have some money on Super Bowl squares though, so I will have an emotional investment, but more just the score of the game. Yeah. Not nothing. Nothing for who's scoring it. <laughs> so now we can talk sports all day. We've done it before. We probably will again. But it's time to move on to some pop culture. What's taking over the world by storm right now is Star Wars, and in particular, The Mandalorian. Old Mando. Now, don't don't turn off the podcast. This is no spoilers are coming. We're not going to spoil it for you, you know. But you need to get out and watch The Mandalorian. Get, jump on a buddy's Disney Plus. Get your own Disney Plus. I'll tell you what. If you have a girlfriend that a girlfriend, wife, whatever that you've been trying to convince to get into Star Wars, this is your opportunity because they do a fantastic job of driving the plot. They're going somewhere with it in a 30-minute episode, which yeah. is super hard to do. John Favreau did such a good job of writing this story. And look, your girlfriend or wife or whoever or, or boyfriend or husband, they will enjoy the show purely based off of Baby Yoda. Disclaimer, don't come at me and say, he's not Baby Yoda. He's not even related to Yoda. And again, this is how I think you all sound. We don't know his species, so what am I supposed to call him? I'm not going to call him little guy that's the same species as Yoda, of whom I don't have a name. I'm just going to call him Baby Yoda until we get some sort of and I'm not calling him clarification. the asset or the child. I'm not calling him the asset or the child because I'm not a I'm not imperial scum. So so yeah, the Mandalorian was was awesome. I, I really highly encourage it. It's it's good to good to get into eight episodes, thirty minutes an episode. Great. Yeah. So now we'll be covering Star Wars for the first couple episodes because there's so much to cover, and we love talking about Star Wars. It's a whole universe, guys. Yeah, but we are going to start off strong. We are going to rank our favorite movies. This is Skywalker Saga Skywalker Saga. From 9 to 1, 1 being our favorite. And so I'm going to start off here. 
you know, number nine for me, it, it, it was no no question. Yeah. Now we we don't know each other's rankings. I haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen them, so this will be a, uh, you know good to you know see what we're thinking about these. But for me, number nine, one of the worst Star Wars movies was The Last Jedi. Last Jedi was my number it, nine as well, Bob. Was, I think we it wasn't good. The acting was subpar. The writing was even worse. I mean, it just felt like you didn't get anywhere. They forced these jokes. The I mean, I the opening for me, I knew within what was it, forty five seconds when yeah. Luke threw that Skywalker, I was like, oh no, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, it was. Uh... It was rough. I mean, it seemed like again, this is the eighth episode of a nine a nine episode installment, and so it feels like we didn't really learn anything. We didn't really get anywhere. We didn't really progress the story no. like I would have liked. I mean, again, it wasn't. I don't hate the movie. Yeah. I won't. I mean, it had its good parts. It had the fight. What was even the point of Snoke? I mean, that was just. It, he was eye candy up there, Bob. Oh. He was, you know, if people. It was for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get. They had to get ladies in there somehow. So Snoke was probably it. No, I think that I, that I agree um, with your with your assessment, which is why I have it at number nine too. So moving to my number eight, I have the Phantom Menace here. Now, this is not for any other particular reason. It wasn't because I hated pod racing, although I felt like it was a little much and a little to me a that too the pod racing is what the, brought it down. Yeah, for sure. But but again, none of these on this list are are movies that I, that I hate. I don't dislike any of these movies. I just like some of them better than others. So the Phantom Menace, even though it had Qui Gon Jinn, I mean Liam Neeson for the for that role, he sh- killed it. I'd love to learn more about Qui Gon Jinn's story and and what he did. So the Phantom Menace was my number eight. What what do you got have at number eight, Bobby? So I've got Attack of the Clones. Okay. To me, it just the forced jokes when they're in the arena. I mean, he Obi Wan's just making these jokes and it just didn't flow the whole movie. I mean Hello there. You know, forced jokes aside, the bad CGI, the arena fight was good. You know, the whole Geonosis part was good. Yeah. But overall it just wasn't a good movie. It uh and it struggled a lot. So now moving on to my number seven, I've got the Phantom Menace. Okay. Now for me, the pod racing brought it down substantially. That was just so bad. Even as a kid, I remember it was just being bad. Yeah. There were a couple plot holes that I was questionable, like why Darth Maul confronted them on Tatooine and didn't just follow their ship. I mean, they went to hyperspace, so. <laughs> Um, I mean, but they were going back to the place where they go. So they went. They went yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> they went home. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Where can I track these senators? Ah. Maybe to Coruscant. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, should we go where they live? Yeah. He, he didn't think of that. Um, but it did, in my opinion, have one of the best duels of all time. Sure. So my number seven is is in no spoilers. Rise of Skywalker. Uh, again, I didn't dislike the movie. I feel like it could have ended a little differently. Um, I feel like some parts were rushed and some parts they didn't expand on enough. But uh, overall, it was a great movie. And we went and saw that when we were actually in Dallas. Probably was, at, it was an amazing theater. Amazing time. Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. Not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> but if they're looking to sponsor, it was awesome. They served us food right in the, right in the place. They had nice chairs. They did a really good job. Got some free liquor. We got some free liquor too, which which always ranks yeah. a place a lot higher on our list. Is if we get free liquor, we even there. got a couple free beers. We did get those free beers. Yeah. See, see, it was even better than I I remembered. So Rise of Skywalker was good, but I just didn't. I mean, I just felt like there were some better 
some better Star Wars movie options. So that's why I have it sitting here at my number seven. Moving to my number six, I have The Force Awakens. That's mine as well at number six. Yeah, I feel like it was an okay opening to a new saga, a Star Wars movie when we haven't had one in, in quite a while. But there were things that could have been done better, things that could have been explained better, things that could have been you know moved into The Last Jedi uh, yeah. a little better. I mean, you get to you get a cool new lightsaber. You get you know you get Kylo Ren, one of the I mean, Adam Driver, in my opinion, it carried that carried that the 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 saga. I mean, yeah. not that any everybody else did poorly, but Adam Driver was is a fantastic a fantastic actor and was a really good choice for Kylo. Matt the radar technician. Matt the radar technician. <laughs> uh, for those of you that haven't seen his Saturday night Li- Saturday night Saturday Night Live skit as Matt the radar technician when he goes undercover, Kylo Ren goes undercover boss. Go watch that. Do yourself a favor. That is uh, one of the one of the funniest skits ever. So Force Awakens was my number six. You you said it was your number six. What are your What are your thoughts on it? What do you, what do you like? Yeah, it was like? a uh, great way to start off the sequel trilogy. It had its ups. It had its downs. I think that it really, truly does fit the right there in the middle of the rankings. My number five is A New Hope. Hey, that's my number five, too. <laughs> yeah. For the time, it was amazing, obviously. It started the franchise it started the entire universe it started the entire fandom without it we wouldn't i mean the world would be much, a much sadder place it's hard to hard to rank it lower than five because of yeah. that right you know? yeah i mean but it certainly isn't top it, it doesn't even it doesn't break the top four for me at all no but it opens us up to this entire world that when you watched it, how many how many people went and saw that movie for the first time and never knew that their whole life was going to get taken over by yeah. the subject? You know, so that's a that's a, a great reason to have it ranked at five. I I mean, it introduced a lot of stuff really well. I enjoyed A New Hope as well. I mean, but there there's always that nostalgia when you like turn that movie on. You're like, this is what began it all. This is the the quintessential Star Wars movie to start off watching. If nobody's ever seen it, everybody has a different opinion on how you should watch the the movie. I'm of the opinion that every fan that's never or anybody that wants to become a fan and has never watched needs to start with a new hope. Yes. You know, that's that's just where it started. There is a reason for that. But so. I, I do want to go on record to say if you want to watch the other way, fine. Just sure. For your first time watching it. Just watch it. Watch it and release. Don't watch it nine to one. That's probably a bad <laughs> order to watch it, but <laughs> but yeah, you can watch it in release order, like Bobby said, or, or in or in sequential order. Moving on to my number four. I had Attack of the Clones. You had it pretty low. I really liked Attack of the Clones. I think I had it so high because of the supplemental information you get in the Clone Wars animated TV series. Yeah. If I was taking into account the Clone Wars show, I, I, it would have ranked higher. It was definitely a great show. I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you need to go watch that. It's definitely. also on Disney+. Plus. If you want to watch watch a lot of the origins and a yeah. lot of the how they do a poor job of explaining yeah. the fall to the dark side and even the politics of the war politics and and how i mean it it does a really good job of of explaining to you why anakin was the chosen one but that's why i had a attack of the clones at my number four so what do you have on at your fourth spot bobby number four i've got revenge of the sith it was really good it was cool seeing the beginnings of vader i think that it had such a great duel at the end you know just the emotional trauma that Anakin went to into becoming Vader definitely makes him the anti-hero that we come to love. Yeah. I mean, Vader, I mean, Anakin throughout the series, I mean, this is all about the Skywalkers yeah. and the Skywalker. I mean, they call it the Skywalker saga of all the great Skywalkers that there, that there were. And obviously it used to be, it was Luke was the best Skywalker, but then you find out Vader was also a Skywalker. Yeah, and you're like, okay, the best. all right, you got it, buddy. I yeah. mean, 
him because he's just such a presence. And Hayden Christensen did a, such a good job yeah. of portraying him and taking him and making him the Vader we know, love, love to hate. My number three. I'm going to take us to Return of the Jedi. Loved Return of the Jedi. One of the greatest films of all time. You got Ewoks. You got uh, animatronic hand. You got the Sarlacc pit. You got Boba Fett dying in three seconds and, <laughs> and becoming one of the fan favorites. And this man had a whole total of three minutes on camera the entire time and it left you wanting more return of the jedi was my number three and again it's it's so hard when you when i sat down to rank these it was so tough because you could literally i could literally reorder these into completely nine different you know movies well probably not my top one but there was a there was a lot of shifting and shuffling and i wasn't wasn't sure that i that i said it correctly but again this is fun this is just fun opinions you can tell us your nine uh what do you have at the three spot Bob? So for me, I've got Rise of Skywalker. To me, it was a very good movie. It as as someone who likes the lore of the Sith, it, it shed a lot into the. I think it it shed more light into the lore of the Sith than any other uh, Star Wars canon movie. It was a great way to close out the saga. There are certainly things that could have been better. So it's not the perfect movie, but that's why it's not my number one spot. Do you think that it was the blue milkshake speaking, Bobby? <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the uh, three blue milkshakes that I had. Too too many of. Yeah, they were they were so delicious. They were alcoholic blue milkshakes. Very though. strong. They were very strong. They were good. So, so that's cool. Moving on to number two, I had Empire Strikes Back. You know, when it comes to number two and number one on this list, they are inter- they are truly interchangeable. Empire is a quintessential Star Wars movie. It fills the holes and it makes you feel good. You know, one you know one time I'll watch it one through nine. Well, I guess it was one through six. Now it'll be one through nine. Uh, sometimes I watch it in release order. But yeah, Empire is a great movie my number two i got revenge of the sith for i have it number two for a lot of the same reasons that you have it at number four i mean the rise of vader you know you get to see at least at least in the very end how palpatine just basically tricked anakin into going to the dark side you know, using his using his abilities and his powers to coerce him to his side. And to be fair, the Jedi Order was not very receptive to Anakin being so powerful. They're sending him on their to do their dirty work and send him on the yeah. hard missions and I mean, not giving him the respect honestly, that he was due. But I mean, just the I mean, just the the fight between Obi Wan and, and Anakin. Oh, they on both, they both knew each other so well. Yeah. Everyone likes to make that joke about how they're kind of dancing with their lightsabers and they don't touch. It's because they are both trying to get the other one to flinch, but they both know each other. So well, yeah, it was, that they can. What well, was why the high ground was was the win for Obi Wan? Yeah, because we know each other so well. You're not going to be able to beat me from down there. Uh, so yeah, so that's why I have it at my number my number two. So my number one is what you have at number two is Empire Strikes Back. That is the Star Wars movie to me. You know, A New Hope pulled you in, got you got you loving this world and wanting more, and then Empire comes in and and it just solidifies it. It just makes it real. And you know, this is a real franchise. This is a real thing. I mean, A New Hope, I mean, George Lucas traded 3% of that movie with, with Steven Spielberg. So, he I mean, he didn't even know if it was going to work or not. So, yeah. when it, you get to Empire and it had such a cult following, the, the Death Star and the and Luke and, and Vader fighting for the first time, confronting each other. and So, I mean, that's, uh, that's my quintessential Star Wars movie. If I had to pick one Star Wars movie to watch for forever, it'd be Empire. No so question. that leaves Return of the Jedi as my number one. <clears throat> and like I said, it's it's hard to differentiate between sure. one and two. And 
I mean, it truly was just the end-all, be-all great Star Wars movie, the Sarlacc Pit, Leia in the bikini. <sighs> Gold bikini, man. <laughs> Forgot to so, mention that in yeah, my part. So it's just such a good movie. But yeah, we want to hear your thoughts, your opinions. If you want to hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram with your rankings, we'd love to see them. I mean, but if you're listening, you can follow us on Twitter at Pucks Out Pod. On Instagram, I believe, at Same Pucks thing. Out Podcast. Or uh, Pucks no, Out it's Pod. just Pucks Out Pod. Pucks Out Pod. Yep. Type in Pucks Out Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we, we will be up on the Penalty Box Radio Network. So one of uh, another segment that we're gonna gonna move into. It's called What Are You Binging? Bob and I are gonna both talk about a show that we've been binging, and also a drink that we may maybe binging. Spoiler: They're alcoholic. They are alcoholic <laughs> drinks. Now that's a this is a big shout out to Ryan Sasa for giving us the idea to include the drinks in there because amazingly enough, it was originally just gonna be a, a what we're watching. And if you're listening to us, you're probably already a little drunk. So <laughs> we appreciate it. So we're going to give you guys some new things to drink and hopefully to watch. And, and if you guys got some suggestions for us, we're always looking for new drinks and new new TV shows. Uh, so to start mine off, to what, I'm, what I'm watching, and I'm going to bring this up because it's so important to me. This When I say this show, it's basically... I'm a vegan or I'm a crossfitter. You know when somebody watches this show, they're going to probably bring it up to you within the first five minutes of talking to them. So mine is The Wire. And anybody that knows me knows that I love The Wire. So that is going to be something that if you've seen it, I'm probably going to talk your head off about it. If you haven't seen it, I'm probably going to talk you, try to talk you into watching it. So while I'm binging The Wire, I've been drinking Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It is super delicious. It is very peanut buttery without being too overbearing. It's not uh, not just a straight peanut butter. You still get a good good whiskey flavor out of it. But it is super delicious, especially if you are, are a fan of peanut butter. If you've ever had Tailgate's peanut butter milk stout, it's oh. very yeah, man. It's it's a it's a lot like that. So that is what I'm I'm binging, eat, uh, drinking, and and show wise. What about yourself, Bobby? What are you what are you getting into these well. days? I've been watching a lot of different things for the last almost three weeks now. I've been pretty much on bed rest with a torn rib muscle. Playing hurt for you guys <laughs> so, out here. But the what I've really been into right now is The Expanse. Yeah, and super Amazon good. original, so good. Super good. So I was telling you just last week that there was this, that started in season two, there was this one character who I hate. Yeah. She's horrible. The but, gunny sergeant? Yeah. But I, I'm now in season three, and she's honestly now one of the best characters. So it was by design that she was yes, supposed to be uh, like that. I, I also think just bad writing in, in, right. in season two. And I think they changed her because of bad reviews and just bad I mean, feedback. Bad feedback, and they changed her because it was a very sudden change. It wasn't yeah. like an, it was like a, in one episode, she changed. She goes from super marining to all of a sudden she's, you know, yeah. dancing and yeah. clubbing <laughs> and go, drinking. Making and, witty remarks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's got a sense of humor now. Yeah. It's like, where is this person? Well, what are you getting into drink? What are you drinking these oh, days, man. man? So, I mean, I'm a beer guy. I drink a little liquor here and then, but right now, um, one of my favorites is Yeehaw Dunkel. It's a local Tennessee beer. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of the dark beer. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and he, and whenever we're anywhere, he always decides that he has to buy me a dark beer too, as if they don't have any IPAs or anything there for me. I also have to drink a Guinness or a Dunkel, but actually, but see, uh, but all seriousness, I actually like the Dunkel. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's a solid it's not beer, a terrible unless IV it's expired. Beer. I was at a bar which I will not name, but it let me not just say it's, it is very close to Bridgestone Arena, and I get a Yeehaw Dunkel after I leave the uh, the Nashville Buffalo game. It is probably the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. 
and I let the person I'm with smell it, and she immediately says, that's no good. The, I bring the bartender over, and she kind of gives her that face like, yeah, yeah. She smells it. She's like, that's no good. Right. Apparently, all the dunkel that they had expired in uh, October of 2019, so people, please check the expiration date, dates of your beer. Or just drink them real fast, and <laughs> nobody will ever know. Yeah. Maybe I just need to go to that bar more often <laughs> and get more dunkel. Just get free more. Just, I bet you got free beer out yeah. of it. You know? So, I mean, this is really, what you, what you got to do is you got to seek out the places that have expired beer. So before we move on to our last segment, I want to talk a little bit about what's to come in the coming weeks and months. One thing that uh, we're both looking forward to is, you know, I have never in my life laced up hockey skates. And if we're going to do a hockey podcast, I might as well at least learn to skate, maybe play a little hockey. So our good friend of the show, Riley McKenzie, shout out Riles Mack. Oh, Riles will be teaching me how to play hockey and that's going to be some good content we'll try and get that up on youtube you know if time you know if we can have someone out there to video but now but we will be talking about it now i'm actually a pretty decent skater but for those mighty duck fans out there i'm a lot like the early adam banks where i can't stop (laughs) so i'm gonna be flying around there when this guy's trying to catch his feet i'm definitely gonna try to lay some hits on him so i mean be be ready for that so uh we're excited to to get that and maybe we'll maybe we'll get into a beer league i'm gonna mostly be there for the beer yes (laughs) yeah i mean hopefully they just need a guy to warm the bench maybe i'll be the coach i'm gonna get a clipboard i'm gonna get a suit and maybe i'll just coach you guys and i think i'm gonna pull an old hal gill and just have six packs waiting for me in the locker room after the game there you go i mean (laughs) uh, between the periods right i'm probably just gonna carry the six pack with me (laughs) on the ice so uh no but uh we're gonna move into one of our favorite segments which hopefully will be one of your favorite segments as well if you guys, you guys, most of you guys will know know us at this point in time. You know that we can find something to complain about within everything. We mostly, when we're talking and, we and hanging out, we mostly just complain about stuff, which is fine. Which is what we enjoy doing. You know, there's a reason why our group anybody. of friends is not large. It's not large, <laughs> mostly because we just complain about them to <laughs> yeah. their face. So, um, so. This is going to be called What Snaps Your Stick? We're going to do a sports answer and a non-sports answer. So uh, so please send us in What Snaps Your Stick. Sports, not sports. We're, we'll ha- be happy to speak on it. So, Bobby, what's snapping your stick these days? So this is something that has been snapping my stick for as long as I can remember. When people are at the games, they're sitting on the ice, and they're pounding on the glass like an idiot. Now, if you're a 12-year-old or under... There's and, an age cutoff. Yeah, you're, huh? you can fine. Go ahead. Or if the player comes up and pounds on the glass, player you hit. can you can pound back a little. That's bit. like the prison glass thing, right? Where if you don't, yeah. you know, you got to yeah. touch hands with that guy, yeah. otherwise he'll think that he's alone yeah. and you don't love but it. But in general, it makes you look dumb. It, it embarrasses does. you, and it makes everyone around you who you came with feel embarrassed. So stop it. You got to do better. Hey, but to be fair though, the guy at the floor, the only one of the six guys at the Florida yeah. games, they can do it, right? Yeah. There's not enough. Listen, fans when you're in an arena. With two thousand people, you got you got to make some noise that's, somehow. That's so if you're if you're at a Florida Panthers game, feel free to pound on the glass. Yeah, yeah, you are you are more than welcome. Okay, so my sports answer is going to be something that's pretty near and dear to my heart. It's coach speak. And for those of you that don't know what coach speak is, it's basically when a coach speaks to, is speaking to the media or to a, to a writer or something along those lines and is basically dumbing everything down and making it seem like the people that are listening to him aren't going to understand what he's saying so he's saying it in certain terms i hate that 
you know, if you're watching a post-game press conference, there's a high high likelihood that you care and you understand about the sport that you're watching. Don't treat me like I'm dumb. Don't don't Bill Belichick me. I, you know, it's one of the reasons that I like Mike Vrabel so much is that he speaks to me like I'm a grown man. He makes a mistake. He comes out. He says he made a mistake. He doesn't try to trick me into thinking that he made the right decision when it was very clearly a mistake. I don't like that. So that's, I mean, that's near and dear to my heart. I'm glad it's my first ever yeah. what snaps my stick. The only person I think that can get away with coach speak is old Ed Oyer. Well, that's because you just can't understand <laughs> the guy. I mean, when something, you... Something, something goes uh, on. Yeah, I mean, he just ends everything with... That's how you know he's done. He's yeah. like, it's like his CB radio call like he's roger over and out when you hear him say go tigers you can you can respond to him wow that's crazy man (laughs) (laughs) yeah so something along those lines so if it's coach o you get a you get a pass yeah you know i mean but mostly just because he could be speaking in coach he could not (laughs) he could be coach speaking me but he's allowed to because he couldn't regular speak me. I don't <laughs> yeah. under I don't understand what he's saying. So so Orgeron, you get the you get the pass. So moving on to my non sports issue. Guys, driving on the interstate's not hard. If I'm coming in on an on ramp and you see me coming and you see my blinkers on, you have to you have a couple choices. You either slow down and let me in or you speed up and let me get behind you. Yeah. What you don't do is match what I'm doing. If I'm speeding up and you stay right on my quarter panel or I, I slow down to let you keep going and you slow down. Like you're one of those sidecars for a Yeah, for it's a really not that hard. <laughs> driving is an easy thing to do. Well, especially if you're driving on the interstate yeah. and, you know. You could just go. If the there's a lane open, just go left. If you see someone on the on the on-ramp, just go get, get in the next lane. Well, you know, you're, you're lucky to get somebody get up to appropriate speed on the on-ramp ramp anyway you yeah. know so i mean it's yeah. it's crazy flash and on ramp is where you're supposed to be speeding up to you know, get on the interstate you got to learn how to drive in traffic for sure so I, I i'm i'm totally with you on that bob so my non-sports answer is also for you know being uh being around nashville and going downtown and going places to preds games whatever groups of people that have that ha- that decide they're gonna walk all the way across the sidewalk there's five deep there's four deep of them the limit to walking across the sidewalk is two people and I've found that people that walk in groups of four and five on the sidewalk are the slowest walkers in the world. They don't walk very fast. So generally, you get stuck behind these people. And since they obviously have no thought process of anybody else on earth, they don't notice that you're there either. When they're walking and you're trying to do this weird half jog thing where you're trying to pass them, it's very annoying. And I wish people would have more of a awareness in the world, you know, that there, there may be other people in it. I don't foresee any of these problems ever getting solved, Bobby. So that no. is why it's in the what what snaps your stick segment. <laughs> yeah, if they were easy to fix, we would have fixed them. That about wraps up our time. I want to thank all of our listeners. I want to give a special thank you to Justin Bradford from the Penalty Box Radio for giving us a platform to talk on. Thanks, Justin. So, you know, we, we can sit here and talk to ourselves all day, and we, 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 we will probably continue to do will. that. Yeah, we're, but we're, I want to say thank you for listening. And for Brandon Bond, this is Bobby Butler. This has been episode one of the Pucks Out podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Have a great day. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod. 